Tizo stands for titanium dioxide and zinc oxide. In other words, their commitment to mineral sun protection is right in the name. Tizo is known for having a unique line of all mineral sunscreens with different textures and finishes that cater to every skin type and tone. Sunscreen application may seem burdensome, but with Tizo, it doesn't have to be. Their sunscreens have been meticulously crafted to seamlessly fit into your daily routine. Whether it is saving a step in the morning with an SPF that doubles as a makeup primer or giving your skin a glow before running errands, Tizo has you covered. All Tizo sun protection formulas have broad spectrum protection and are 100% free of chemical sunscreens, dyes, parabens, gluten, preservatives, fragrances, and phthalates. Check out Tizo's mineral sunscreens and so much more at tizoskin.com. That's T-I-Z-O skin.com. Shop with code LISTEN10 to receive 10% off your first order. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. <laughs> Mike check one two. <clears throat> Mike check one two. Hearing all these letters read aloud by damsels not in distress. Host came to impress. Bitch, check your DMs. This is hot the press. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. What's been going on? What's been going on in your world? Well, what's been going on in my world? Oh, so I am dyeing my mom's hair later today. And I gave my dad a haircut um earlier this week so i'm officially becoming a hairdresser and then they like are trying to be nice and they're like oh do you want me to cut your hair also i'm like absolutely not i don't know why you idiots are trusting me with your hair but i do not trust you guys with my hair your hair's looking long let's see it super long the thing is i've never dyed my hair so that's not really the problem but the problem is that it has layers and an angle Mm. so i don't know i just feel like that they could easily screw that up you know that's how they get you when you go. They're like, do you, do you want layers? And it's like, mm, I guess, sure. And then you have different, different lengths of hair all over, exactly. all over your head. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know in September, I did this hair modeling thing and they like, I, what is it called? It's called the American wave. So they gave me an American wave and then they added like a million layers to my hair mm-hmm. and the American wave, I guess it's like the modern day perm. So mm. It makes your hair pretty wavy. My hair was really curly for a while, but then it kind of, um, like, they say it lasts a year. It does not last a year because, like, does my hair look curly whatsoever? No, it does not. But, you know, I love the rebranding of the um, perm to an American wave because, obviously, perm is outdated, so now we call it an American wave. Um, Very outdated. Was not outdated when I was in middle school, though. Me and and all the gals were getting our hair way too curly. Um, but yeah, but you're looking good, looking healthy. You're looking good. You're looking healthy. Hey. And you had, tell us about your birthday. Oh yeah, I just had a birthday um, and it was good. Yeah, I, you know, I was feeling a little weird being out here um, away from, you know, I think all my really close friends are back in DC mm-hmm. and you know, it's kind of away from been, them. Like, um, how long have you been living in LA at this point? Just a year. Just a year, okay. But yeah, it was a really good birthday. Um, 
I, my neighbors threw me like a little get together. We had a pinata. It was fun. And yeah, I actually got a birthday cake from a boy as well. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's this guy was from Hinge. We FaceTimed that Friday. It was no way. Friday after my birthday. Hinge, I guess I just keep going back to it. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we FaceTime on Friday and I gotta be honest, there were already several red flags I was seeing. Um, oh, there. Yeah. Well, I actually recorded a video of myself to remind myself, in case I did start falling for this guy, of the red flags. And this video, I have to say, was the funniest thing that I have ever watched. And listen, Chloe, I think that you're a very funny person. I think you're talented. I am your number one fan. But this video is the best comedy you have ever created. And if you don't find a way to work this into your stand-up, you are only doing a disservice to your fellow uh, fans. There's several aspects of the video I'd like to point out before oh, we yes. play let's, it. Let's dissect it, I agree. Because we're going to play it for you guys. Yes, it has to be played. I'm in my messy room. I have my like tile mirrors. And I, if you could tell on the tile mirrors, like it, like it made my forehead look even like larger than it is. Right. There's a white claw next to my bed because I had just had part. like four of them on the date and then yeah so it's like a warning to myself and then at the end I do this kind of message thing which I don't know if you've seen going around there's this message of this girl calling her manager and she's like this message is for Rachel like how dare you take me off the fucking schedule (laughs) (laughs) that's um what I modeled the video after oh that's good good use role models yeah, so I guess we sh- we could just, let's just go ahead and play it. Roll the clip. <laughs> so the ex-girlfriend was brought up twice. I find that weird. Like, it's like, it got to the point where I had to be like, are we, are we just done? Are we done with X or are we not? Um, there was that. There was, like, he literally said, like, he's like, I don't want to present these red flags, but I party a lot. And I'm like. I do too, but I, I keep it to a point where I'm like, I don't know, I feel like I'm falling into another fuckboy thing, and this this message is for Chloe, you need to fucking recognize that the first date with this dude, you maybe knew it was not the one, so you're playing this on the podcast now to remind yourself to not be a fucking idiot, okay, thank you, goodbye. So yeah, there were definitely some red flags on the first FaceTime date, but I, I don't know what, you know, I don't know why I decided to meet him in person. I was already kind of turned off by those, but, um, it was Sunday I was kind of hungover and I was like, you know, going to Santa Monica doesn't, going to the beach doesn't sound like the worst thing. And to my surprise, he got me a birthday cake. So this is the first date? Eh, he kept saying, he's like, this is the second date. And I was like, okay. I don't know why that was so important that our first date was the FaceTime date. Oh, okay. But this is the first time meeting in person. Mm-hmm. And he brings the cake to the first time meeting in person. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Um, which, okay. People had mixed feelings about that. 
Do you have any initial thoughts on it? I think that's fucking weird, no? Like, sorry. Um, to bring a cake, like, I get that it was your birthday, but I feel like there could have been something more thoughtful. Um, I get that he was trying, but why don't you tell us a little bit about the flavor of the cake? Because I think the flavor is the part that uh, gets to me. Okay, so... First of all, we go on this date and he says, oh, I have something in the oven for you or for us. And when we get back home and I'm like, okay, it's dead body, obviously. Um, (laughs) Got something brewing. Yeah, no, I was like, okay. But like, I can't let stuff like that go. Like I'm very much a person that's like, can we talk about something later? Like, I'll be like, what the fuck is it? Like, let's just talk about it now. Mm -hmm. And he like brought it out and it had candles on it. It said, happy birthday, Chloe. And I, I believe it was a Bavarian. Is that like kind of chocolatey? Okay. I don't know. It was chocolatey. German chocolate is chocolate, but Bavarian, I don't know. Are you pretty sure it was Bavarian? I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay. To be honest, um, I'm not, this doesn't just sound like I, I was, I was grateful. Um, but I'm, I'm just not really a big cake person. I like, I would prefer like an ice cream cake or like, are you? I'm, just, I'm not a sweet person. I'm more savory for sure. Like that's where I'd rather waste like my calories and my carbs is on like savory stuff. Regardless, I just want to say that aside from all the red flags mentioned on the video, there were even more in person. Oh God! He goes to Burning Man every year, which I'm not saying it's a red flag, but I'm not saying I love it. Uh, <laughs> He told me that he wants to travel more before his life starts. Um, the man is 30 years old. So what I take to mean by that is you want to travel more before you get what you're considering a prison sentence as settling down with someone, clearly. And then when he gives me the cake, he says that, oh, haha, my buddy said, like, why don't you go ahead and get her a carrot cake? Like, what a power move to show you don't care what flavor she likes. You're just going to give her a carrot cake. And I was like, you really can't stand that you're doing something nice for me, can you? Mm-hmm. Like, you got to, like, mi- like minimize it in some way. Right, like, right. Like, had yeah. issues. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was that. And I think I've been through a couple of shitty dating experiences recently, so I think I maybe knew what to look out for more, but, hey, it's not for me. Did he ask you your favorite flavor? Sure didn't. Sure did it. <laughs> well, this is, I, I feel like there's, and actually, like, my friend put this in her group chat with guys and girls, and all the girls were like, someone said something very interesting. One of the girls said, coming on very strong in the beginning and doing, like, these, like, crazy, like, thing, like, not crazy, but, like, very overt, like, large things in the beginning is kind of a different brand of fuckboy that we're seeing, where, like, they do things very extreme in the beginning to kind of, like, get you and to me it's almost to come on so strong with so much momentum in the beginning that is going to inevitably fade pretty fast is somewhat of the bare minimum to me like I feel like let's like slowly build something like you don't have to do these grand gestures for me in the beginning the cake was nice I think it is to me it felt like the equivalent of giving someone flowers on the first date because he knew it was my birthday and he got a cake but do you want to come, do you want to drive from Santa Monica to West Hollywood to come see me for the next date? Like, do you want to put in more effort into this after this? Like, clearly he didn't. So like the cake then is like null and void. It means nothing to me. 
it just was like too many red flags. Yeah, I agree. I think the cake is like, sure, you're trying to be nice, but if you're not doing anything else that, um, you know, would show that you like the person and that you're invested, then the cake just kind of means nothing. Right. And I think if I was like 21, 22, I would be like, like, frankly, I feel like this is how they get you. Like, I feel like it's like, oh, he got me a cake. So I'm just going to ignore all the really weird shit he said to me before that. And like, since he did one nice action, oh, he must be a good guy. Ladies. Well, it seems like you learned a lot from the Sabrina episode, right? Because she sort of talked about that a little bit too. Like how sometimes they will do really nice things for you, but um, if they're not putting in all the work and, um, you know, doing all of the other things, then it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, I think the Sabrina episode helped me. I think, you know, the situations that I found myself in recently have like helped remind me that you got to take things slow and you can't just go based off of one thing. And right. yeah, you got to really listen to what they're saying because I think um, a lot of guys are unfortunately unsure about what they want and you don't deserve to be with someone that doesn't know what they want. Totally agree. Yeah. So that's that. And then, so speaking of my hinge dates, we have someone coming on today that is somewhat, somewhat of a dating app connoisseur. What would you call her? Maybe a scholar. A scholar. I think that's a lovely choice of words. Yes, she is a scholar. Because she has written about dating apps. And if you haven't checked out her Vox article, we will link that for you here yeah. and in our, on our Instagram. It's really good. It's talking about um, what several of the dating apps are doing during quarantine to kind of adjust to this new video dating culture, just some different features that they've implemented and um, how you can utilize them during quarantine. So without further ado, we're excited to welcome Serena Cody. Woo-hoo. All right. Hi, guys. We are excited to welcome Serena Cody to the podcast. Thanks Hello. for being here, Serena. Thanks for having me. Of course. And Serena has written for Vox, um, Metro in the UK. She's also written for Cosmopolitan and Business Insider, as well as a plethora of other outlets. So yeah, thanks for joining us, Serena. I think um, one of the main reasons we wanted to have you on was a recent Vox article that you wrote about how um, different dating apps are adapting to this new kind of style of quarantine video dating and Mm. what they're doing to make um, people, you know, more comfortable kind of getting in front of the camera in this new era. Um, So yeah, do you want to talk about that a little bit and maybe what inspired you to write that? Yeah, sure. Well, I've always sort of been fascinated by the dating realm. I think, you know, for me, it's definitely been part of my generation and my experience getting to know people. I think when I came out of high school and started to meet more people, that's when Tinder was taking off. So it's always stuck with me. And I've met a lot of my serious partners online, like on dating apps. And then, and when this whole, you know, situation we found ourselves in was blowing up the pandemic I don't know why I was so hesitant to name it but when when coronavirus was um at its peak or just emerging I think I was curious about what that would mean for people how they navigate that space and whether like it would and also how apps would respond and whether they'd see it as a new opportunity to bring people together and try something different because I think I don't know what your experience has been, but certainly with these apps, you can get quite, you can burn out on them. You can, it's often like you you might start with a red hot girl on Tinder, love that, and then hate that. Move on to another one, go on to Bumble because you like the idea of 
it being female first and then continue on to other ones. So I think that I wanted to see how apps were going to respond to that and, and sort of reinvent themselves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you were trying one that I have never tried before. Was it the, is it the league or just league? It's called the league, but they have league live, which is their speed dating video speed dating event. Um, and yeah, that was certainly something I hadn't tried before. I, I tried speed dating a few years ago for an article that I was writing, which is, you know, I guess it's like why I do anything these days to write about it. Um, but yeah, so I wrote about uh, speed dating in real life a few years ago. And then I thought, always thought it was such a retro concept. And then when I tried it with the league, it was such a futuristic concept. It felt, it felt so weird. Like I tried it uh, when lockdown had just, uh, just been enforced. And to me, it actually, as someone who can be quite, I guess, exacting when it comes to dating, like quite particular, I liked the fact that you didn't have to waste time getting ready to go out and meet them. You don't have to set aside that time in your day, like after work or, you know, on the weekend, y you could just get over and done with over video, over video chat and see if it worked. Um, which for me, it didn't, but yeah, it's, it's the feet. I don't know if you know how it works, but the league is basically a more exclusive the build as an exclusive dating app for, and it's focused on career driven people, career driven, um, and you're verified by LinkedIn. So it works in that way. And then league live is a speed dating event that happens. It had just happened on Sunday nights previously, but now they've increased it to twice weekly. So Sunday and Wednesday and, um, yeah, so you basically meet for nine minutes of video dates and you have three video dates and you're just paired randomly. So you did not find love? No, I, I didn't. I mean, it's kind of a funny way that I tried it. I Before lockdown had happened, I had been seeing someone casually and we had met on Hinge and we... <laughs> we were at the start of lockdown down and we were trying to figure out whether we were to quarantine together and when I was trying League Live I said that <laughs> I said that he should try with me and and to my surprise he was open to the idea you know I think most guys would be a bit like you know paranoid that I was going on there to meet someone else but for me it was just like the experience of it trying to see what you know possibly the the future of dating could be um yeah so I mean even if I wasn't seeing someone I don't think it, I mean I could have kept trying I could have kept going on every Sunday Wednesday night and I'm sure that it's like a numbers game like it is with regular yeah. online dating but for me I just I don't think the that maybe three dates probably weren't enough for me to find someone that I clicked with yeah totally especially in that speed dating realm I'm sure is probably hard yeah, yeah. my um, friend moved to London um earlier this year and she broke up with her boyfriend during quarantine so mm -hmm. she entered like the whole online dating thing during quarantine and it was funny hearing her experience and when she started like actually meeting people um from the apps but in person it was funny because we were still really strict on COVID in the U.S. Mm -hmm. 
So she was telling me about how she was going to the park and you're allowed in the park and you can mm -hmm. go on dates in the park in London. And I was like, well, are you wearing your mask while you're on the date? And she's like, what, you want me to make out while wearing my mask? And I was like, yes, that would actually make me feel much more comfortable about the idea of you meeting these people. Yeah, yeah it, it's crazy how this whole picnic culture has come back. Like sometimes I feel like I'm in Victorian era London where, you know, you have tea in the garden. And it's like, that's all you have. That is all that's on your social calendar. You go out to the picnic, you go out to the park and have a picnic. And yeah, there are people who are meeting like that. I've actually had friends who have met the old fashioned, have met guys the old fashioned way. And they've been approached in the park um, from a safe distance and like sort of picked up that way, which I think is pretty interesting and refreshing because I know a lot of people are still meeting online as they were pre-pandemic it's honestly more chivalrous i feel like than meeting in a bar right to say oh we met in the park i know i think it goes either way though because it can be pretty creepy in one way if you're sort of in the park and and someone just approaches you out of nowhere and wants to talk like i think there is a right time for it in a right social setting i think maybe it helps if you're with a group of people and and someone were to come over and approach you that way or maybe there was someone in the group you didn't know and they were interested rather than like I I was um in the park a few weeks ago it was when we were finally allowed to sunbathe thank goodness mm -hmm. um and I was out there just reading my book and this man came up to me out of nowhere and started asking me if I'd seen a tall man with the Dalmatian yeah it's one of the weirder pickup lines that I've got yeah. there was a real Dalmatian great but I really don't <laughs> think there is so yeah that was I I thought his approach was unique but no I wasn't wasn't keen. Well, that is something that we wanted to talk about of what your experience has been like in London dating. Mm -hmm. And I know you probably have experience in Australia dating in London. So mm -hmm. are you seeing any like just differences there? I know, I think a big gripe I hear um, in the United States is that we kind of don't get things like that. We're more so on our phones, like people are at the bars on their phones. Like mm -hmm. I've even heard of someone like in the United States, this guy liked a girl at the bar and then he went home to try to find her on a dating app instead of just like approaching oh, her at the bar. Yeah. So, so I feel like that's kind of like an, a gripe I hear from a lot of my girlfriends mm. who are dating is that people aren't very like, they don't approach you like that. So have you noticed like in London, they're like a little more forward or is there any differences from there in Australia? I would say that people are probably more forward in Australia. I think in the UK, I guess it depends where you hang out and you know what places you go to what activities you engage with I guess it's different for everyone but on the whole here I find that people are probably less likely to approach you than than in Australia I've been here for a year now I've lived here um, since last May it's not like a huge difference but I do find there are those yeah subtle differences in terms of how forward guys can be and I know you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but did you end up quarantining with the guy that you're seeing? I did, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I ended up uh, staying with him for about two months. Wow. Yeah. So it was pretty intense because we'd only been seeing each other for a few weeks, but we did have that connection and he was, we're both pretty laid back people and and I think that was key. I think neither of us were like, you know, too demanding or dramatic. Or we would just kind of got along quite easily and, and were just happy cooking or hanging out or doing a puzzle or whatever. <laughs> it's like, so yeah, it, it, it 
it worked out really nicely. I feel like, well, Lauren, what you were saying earlier with your friend that like broke up during quarantine, I feel like that takes a lot of bravery because this is like a time of uncertainty where people really want human connection. So if you break up with someone, you're like, I don't even care. Like, I just like the world's ending and I don't care. I don't even need to be with you. I do really value my own space and independence. And that was definitely a challenge for me because prior to this, I've only really been in long distance relationships. That's just sort of how like things have ended up for me in the past. I've always been in long distance relationships, maybe because Australia is so far from everywhere and so huge. Um, but this is my first, this is like probably the first time where I spent so much time in person with a guy. So while a lot of couples have found that they're separated during COVID, I've found that the complete opposite and yeah, if it, there were some times where it was like, okay, I think I need to take a step back. I just need to like go to another part of his place and just um, be on my own or go for a long walk, whatever, or just like have a night where I could FaceTime my friends and family. And I think that really helped. But then as soon as the restrictions eased uh, a few weeks ago, I came back to my flat and, and I feel like that's been a lot better for our relationship actually, like having that physical separation and it means that we can I think go back to that that really nice part of getting to know each other mm-hmm. where you can sort of just like put your your best self forward and not be around them all the time when you don't you can't be bothered to shower or you've eaten like you know three sandwiches <laughs> so <laughs> no I think what you're saying about like fast tracking during quarantine I've heard that from a lot of people And something a lot of, um, you know, one of my friends started seeing someone during quarantine and she's like, I don't know what he's like around my friends and family though. Like Mm -hmm. I only know him in this setting, which is kind of reserved for a relationship that is a little more progressed. Like, you know, if you're making like dinners, like in the apartment and watching movies, like that's not usually something you do on the first dates. And I know for her, it's like very important for him to like interact with her friends and be out in public and see how he is like with that before kind of like locking it down. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I don't know if you felt like that, that with this guy at all, but that's what I'm hearing. I totally get what you mean that you kind of want, you know, a second set of eyes on it. You want like Mm -hmm. another opinion and it's always good to have that you know filtration process I think because as much as you want to trust your own intuition it is nice to have the people you care about meet them and have their honest opinion and that definitely matters to me too. Well before we read the letter I wanted to go a little bit more into the different dating apps we were talking about so I remember hearing about uh, the league when I was in DC and it was really popular there because something like people really pride themselves on in DC is who they work for and the types of jobs they had. So for that reason, I feel like I never really signed up. I know a girlfriend of mine did and she said it was somewhat of an easy process. If you're a girl, you just have Mm -hmm. to have somewhat of a job of any (laughs) kind. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Have you run into like any, like, when you're on the different dating apps, do you feel like there's certain types of personalities? Like, for example, is this kind of pretentiousness on the league? Have you seen any of that come through at all? I guess I wasn't really on there long enough to make a huge judgment call on it. From what I found, though, everyone were, they were really accomplished. And a lot of them weren't from the UK. They were, a lot of them were from the US, actually. Um, and they were from San Fran and they worked in startups and in tech because I think the the league live events first started in the US and that's why a lot of them were 
on it already. Whereas here, I mean, League the League Live was launched late last year and they predict, predicted then that it would become the next, you know, um, dating app, like the next Tinder. But Hinge is the, one, is the app that I most recently was using quite a bit. And I found that being on Hinge in um, London was different to being on Hinge in other places just because in London I think there's this concentration of people from all over the world and they work really hard here and they're obviously um, quite career focused. I think you have to be in London because it is so expensive to live here. And so, yeah, there's that certain type of person where they're quite ambitious and focused. And I think it's not so much an app thing, but more of a location based thing. Well, our letter today is actually about a Hinge user. So maybe we can go ahead and get into Locked that. In right there. <laughs> it says, Dear Damsels, I've been having a hard time finding a quality guy on Hinge recently. Hinge is the only app I use because I feel like it puts out a more serious vibe than Tinder or Bumble with a relationship being the end goal for most people on there. But all I've been running into are very emotionally unavailable men. Of course, you have the upfront douchebag who I'm able to cut off immediately. But when things seem to be progressing positively for a few weeks or even a few months, I get blindsided with some weird red flags or toxic behavior that isn't conducive to a long-term relationship. I'm willing to try other options or apps, but don't want to sign up for anything that is too casual or too serious too early. I'm at a point in my life where I'd like to slowly build something serious and lasting with the right person. Any advice on different routes I could take to reach this goal would be extremely helpful. Sincerely, Unhinged. Well, Serena, you're saying you have, that's where you found this most recent guy was on Hinge, right? Yeah. Yeah. My current boyfriend, I met him on Hinge. Um, and yeah i can i can certainly relate to unhinged um in that yeah like the app is definitely geared towards people looking for something more serious i think it, it does a pretty good job of staying away staying out of hookup culture which is totally fine if that's what you're looking for but if you're not then you know sometimes you don't want to be accosted with a random dick pic or mm -hmm. a late night request <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um yeah so i think yeah, it's definitely a shitty feeling when you're starting to develop feelings for someone um, and they turn out to be totally different to what you expected, even if you've only known them online. And uh, yeah, you can still develop quite a connection, I think, virtually without having even met in real life. And I can emphasize because, as I said before, I, um, yeah, like I've been in a few long distance relationships. So it does involve a bit of getting to know someone outside of meeting them um but yeah you don't you when you don't you don't want surprises popping up down the track and um I guess there's no like one way to protect yourself from that but I guess what I'd say is that maybe try not to put all your eggs in the one basket for a while and just take your time seeing this person um I think it's good to keep expectations fairly low and that's not to say keep your standards low. I think you can keep your standards high while still keeping your expectations like I wouldn't say low, but just like at a realistic level. Oh, I, um, like I like that. Can you say that again? You can, you know, <laughs> keep standards, standards high. high. Yeah. Expectations low slash realistic. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's possible to do both. And I think that it will also help mitigate the hurt that might happen if something pops out like toxic behavior like um unhinged right before like if if that kind of behavior pops up later i think it will help mitigate that because you know okay i wasn't 
putting everything into this person. It's not the be all and end all if it doesn't work with them. In fact, it's probably good that this popped out because now I can save myself from investing in them further. A good way to try and avoid those uh, red flags and things that pop up later is to just do your research in the first place. Like, do they post anything that's kind of like, do they post racist or misogynistic content online? Like, how do they show themselves online? I think it's important to take note of. Yeah, but if you don't want to take that sort of more stalkerish route, I don't think it's stalkerish, but some people might. <laughs> but, you know, I'm a journalist. We just did a whole episode on social media. Yeah. So oh, we're, we're, we're fine with it as well. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I can't wait to hear it. But I'd say that it's always good to have like go to questions, I think, when you're in that getting to know you period. So that can cover you know, personal stories or childhood stories, like nothing too heavy, but something that might give more of an indication of who they are as a person. It does a really great job of, with the profile, like setting mm. up for a um, more serious conversation anyway, right? So I'm wondering, like, on the guys dating profiles, are there things that you could look out for on there to decipher whether you're looking for something more serious or if somebody may be, you know, a fuckboy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There is, there is. Well, something first I want to say about Hinge, I like when you download it, it says it is the relationship app. Like, it, mm-hmm. I think there's like a couple in bed together. It's like the relationship app. I love the branding on that. <laughs> I do think Hinge is getting a lot of trash from Tinder and Bumble. Like, I feel like people are like, oh, I'm not finding people on here. I'm going to go over to Hinge. Mm-hmm. But then they're still like, you know, in this hookup, emotionally unavailable yeah. phase. Um, so there's that. In terms of Lauren's question, I mean, I could go, I, ha- I have a list, Serena. I don't know if you want to kick that one off. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't not only have a list, but I have a Google Drive screenshots that I like to share with friends of um, problematic <laughs> profiles. <laughs> there are so many. Like, some of the questions are like, you should not date me if... And then his answer was like, if you require my attention 24-7. No. And then the picture of him below was he was like full working out like it was the most self-congratulatory image. He was like muscles, like just like posing. I was like, you're you're attention seeking, but the woman you're looking for can't be. And it's just stuff like that where I think you just know it when you see it. It's like a like it's just your own intuition. The gym selfies always baffle me. And I don't even care if you're like, oh, like making fun of yourself for doing a gym selfie, like mm maybe just leave it off. Like maybe just don't put it on. How about that? I saw this TikTok recently and I thought it was so funny and creative, but this girl puts like, I think this is from Tinder actually, but she has like the different guys with like different like fish. Cause that is such a like, look at me catching a fish. I feel like it's maybe a hunter gatherer type thing. Like, look, I can provide from you. But Mm -hmm. she rates all the fish. She's like, oh, that fish is shiny and nice. I hope you threw it back in. And then, like, she goes to the next guy and, like, talks about the different That's fish. Awesome. That they I have to find this. Are fish but, pictures um, the new dog pictures? Is that the trend? There's so many dog pictures. Okay, there's dog pictures. There's pictures of them with their nieces and nephews, which yes. I think is. Have you seen, like, a million of those? So many. I hate it. I think it's so <laughs> manipulative. It's, it's like, manipulative in the sense that they're trying to be like, look, I can be a good father one day. Like, that's totally what they're trying to do. It's icky. It yeah. feels, Exploiting it the feels icky. Too. Yeah, exploiting them. Yeah. There's that. Um, there's so many, like, different trends on there. But I will say a deal breaker for me, just because I, like, have a really big love for animals, is I don't, like, I don't mess with anyone that's, like, posing with a captive tiger. Or, like, stuff pictures. like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
what are they trying to convey? I don't know. Maybe they think it's like it shows that they're well-traveled or something like that. I, I think it's, yeah, it's like, oh, look at me with this majestic animal and like some, maybe somewhat of a sense of danger. Sometimes I do call them out though. Like someone tried to talk to me with the tiger pick the other day and I was like, hey, that's that captive tiger pick Ooh, is just not for me. Good on you. I don't know that they're going to change their ways, but like, yeah, it just, I don't yeah, know. Really, is gross. Well, we've got all these Joe Exotics running around the apps. That's not what we want. Yeah, no thanks. Um, <laughs> but back to her letter. I mean, outside of Hinge, I don't know. I've I've tried Match before, but Match seems really old. Like that's what my parents are on. Well, yeah, it's kind of like I think it's a lot more serious. And something I ran into a lot on Match was like guys would ask me like a million questions up front and then if I didn't respond like they would message again what kind of questions just like what are you looking for like what like why are you here like what do you want like it's very I think people on match are like ready to get married like yesterday which is I mean that can be good I mean I think I am looking for something a little more serious but it's I there also needs to be a balance of getting to know someone Mm -hmm. and like you were talking about Serena like building that foundation before Mm. like diving in right away yeah Um, and it should be fun at first as well like that's something that I think dating app users or um you know dating website users should remember that it should actually be fun right it's it's like you know just an an add-on to your life it shouldn't be like you know it shouldn't become everything and it shouldn't be taken so seriously like I mean you can take it seriously and that you can be careful with it but I think it should be light in the beginning yeah, for sure. But I wanted to kind of address her thing of like other routes of meeting people too. Um, Cause that's hard. And especially now that we're quarantining, it's very hard as well. Um, my friend was actually talking about a new app called Talkify and I think they do, it's kind of like a matchmaking service. Okay. Um, she was saying at the end of the day, it's, it was a little too expensive. I've always wanted to experience the OG matchmaking service, which mm-hmm. is my friends recommending someone, but they have not served me in, <laughs> in any such way. Ever since I wrote that Vox article, I've, my inbox has been flooded with so many different people trying to promote their dating app the new dating app that that's like quarantine focused and one on video app video dates focused. Um, But there was one that I found really interesting. It's called, I think it's called here now. Mm. Um, And it's basically there, they create mixes for singles. Um, It's us based and they create mixes for singles. And now they've started doing them virtually and basically what that is it's like a zoom chat much like what we're doing now but with like a dozen singles and and you go there and they like set the mood they have music and they issue different questions for people to engage with and then at the end of it you can have breakout rooms it's kind of like i guess a different take on online dating i think it is easy to get burned out on one app and i yeah i mean there's a a ton of apps popping up now I know I think I've gotten one for like meet mindful or something where it's like supposed to be mindfulness dating and things like that but something that I've really embraced like you were talking earlier Serena is like is this first date being a video date because I feel like it's just it's very good for several reasons like Mm. I've talked to people before and they've been excellent texters and then I get to them in person and they just like are terrible, terrible socially. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like a mute yeah. or, they're or it's like the nothing. other way around as well. They could be bad texting, yeah. but like great speaking in person or over the phone. 
Exactly. And then jumping on a video date with them is such an easy way to really gauge kind of what they're going to be like in person more so than just texting them. So Mm -hmm. I think it's great. All the companies that are doing like this video dating services, Mm -hmm. like, honestly, I feel like after this, like I might make it a requirement, even when we can go out in public, just to do a video date first, just to screen it before, you know, you like waste time and a full face of makeup and money. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, I guess I would just say, like, if you're getting too burnt out on one app, like, maybe try something else, maybe take a break, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I don't know if you guys have any other advice besides that. I just think, like you said, there's so many apps popping up now, and it might take a little while to find the one that's right for you. So if Hinge isn't working, you know, shift to something else and see if that's working. Definitely. And and maybe, like, change your search criteria as well, like... Mm -hmm. If you're looking for someone who lives near you, maybe look a little bit further or if look in a different age range to what you're normally used to. Like when I came to the UK last year, I, I met a few guys um, and I saw someone kind of seriously for a while and they were on the younger side. They were more like late 20s, uh, mid, mid to late 20s. And honestly, I just didn't find that my personality gelled with many of them just because they weren't at a level of maturity that I wanted. They were sort of just players but this year like when before I met my current boyfriend I put the age search parameters higher so that I didn't like I didn't want to be I was just over guys in in their 20s I think I think I started at maybe like 27 I put just 27 as like the bottom and then I put like late 30s Mm -hmm. as the upper limit and um yeah it worked for me I mean I think it just depends, I guess, from person to person. Like even guys in their late thirties can be really immature. But I think just changing what what you normally search for can also be helpful and just like a nice reset. Like that's a really simple way to do it and it may not work, but but still you never know. Yeah. And I think that, you know, diversifying your hobbies too, like this is a great time. We've talked about this before, but to take a French class or, you know, whatever hobby, like an acting class, voiceover class. I feel like I'm meeting so many people online through the classes and like, you know, not expanding my professional network, but also making new friends. And Mm. you're getting a little burnt out on the apps. Like I do think that just by expanding your network, it's this matchmaking thing, right? Like you might meet somebody online who then says like, oh, when this is all over, I have a friend who I feel like would be a great option for you. And then you learn a new skill or something. So Mm. I just think that like bringing a new skill into your life will bring new people and also just Mm. bring, you know, new energy. Exactly. Yeah. Like sometimes I think just by bettering yourself and improving, um, you know, improving yourself, and expanding upon your skills is just nice anyway. And the goal may not be to meet new people, but that could just be a byproduct of it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it's good to always open yourself up to new experiences. I'm all for that. So yeah, that's a great tip. I used to know a girl who joined different workout classes when she moved to a new city so that she could make her social network that way. That's that so almost like- makes me want to be fit. <laughs> well I was that's what I was gonna say everyone's like oh like I want to meet someone at the gym I was like no one wants to talk to me at the gym I don't look cute <laughs> at all like I'm like sweaty and gross and if someone did approach me I'd probably be like too out of breath I'd be like no get away Same. yeah <laughs> if if on the odd chance I actually went to a gym I just I don't think I'd be in the right mindset to talk to people because I'd be so in my own head about like getting everything done but I guess for some people, they go to these classes and it's 
like it's more like second nature to them and they they know what to do and they're just a bit more relaxed well serena i felt like i could listen to your accent all day um oh, but... <laughs> <laughs> some people think i'm british or some people think i'm american it is an interesting one. Do you feel like being there, you've kind of picked up on some stuff like and added to your Australian accent? No, I just feel like people here, like as soon as I say I'm Australian, they're like, oh, like they didn't even suspect it before, really? which is kind of annoying. But I guess it's because I'm like mixed race. So people see me and they don't think, oh, Aussie straight away. They don't know what to think. So yeah, I don't know. But I'm glad you think I have an accent. <laughs> well, I feel like being American, no one really likes our accent. So we're always oh. very excited to hear a hear a different kind oh, of... Well, you both have lovely accents. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. And we want to give you an opportunity here to, um, you know, plug any projects you're working on or any kind of platforms you'd like people to follow you on. So I'm on all the social media pipes, really. But I guess Twitter, I'm pretty active on Twitter. Just at Serena Cody. My last name is spelled C-O-A-D-Y, not C-O-D-Y. I also uh, shoot aerial photography. So wow. um, I have an account called Drone Girls on Instagram if you'd like to see aerial photography from women around the world. So that's oh. at Drone Girls underscore at the end. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Well, beautiful discussion. Beautiful discussion from a beautiful woman who is just doing the thing. I was excited to hear that I follow her on Instagram, so I feel like I saw a guy kind of popping up a lot, and I was like, oh, I wonder if, if something's going on there. Wasn't it interesting to you that she said when they first started dating, she said for them both to join League Live? I know. That's what a, a good woman, right? Like I know. I was going to say what a good example of stepping back and being like, hey, let's, let's you know, do other things before we, we super commit really to commit. each other. Yeah. Which is probably stronger than I could do. I don't know if I was liking someone, if I would encourage them to join League Live, but. Yeah, but it did sound like she was also doing it as, you know, an experiment for her writing. That's what I was going to say. That girl is a career woman because she said, we're going to do this first because I got to do it. (laughs) I learned a lot about the apps. I, I have to say after it though, I, Hinge is still the OG. You think so? Unfortunately, I just, I think that they're doing it right. I think the, I would like to see some stats. Maybe we could look that up later of where the most people are on. I think the most people are on Hinge these days. Well, an an interesting statistic would be the amount of people that end up in relationships, like from each site, right? From Hinge, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe the only way to measure that though is, well, I don't know, through marriage. I guess they'd have to self-report, but I know that kind of comes with an element of shame for some people because some people don't want to admit that they met on My friend is actually engaged. I think they met on Tinder. And I don't think that they disclose that they met online. I think they have some other story. I get that. But honestly, that's where most relationships happen these days. So there's really no shame to it. I don't know. My mom says actually that's interesting we'll ask what platform did your mom meet her boyfriend on match match.com yeah that's why mm-hmm. i associate it with my parents i didn't realize the people in our generation were on it there's uh oof, i shouldn't say this about match because maybe they'll sponsor us one day but uh digging through a lot of trash <laughs> digging through a lot of trash. <laughs> on match i feel like a raccoon i'm just out there <laughs> trying to find a quality piece of garbage Oh my God, what a quote. <laughs> I, yeah, it's, it's a lot of, it's intense right away. And I'm like, ooh, 
let's take a step back from that. I did have to say to this guy, cause he was texting me like all day, every day. And as soon as I text him back, I get a text back right away. It was like all these questions. And then if I didn't text back for a few hours, it would be another question. Oh, no. And I literally just said, Hey, this is a lot all at once. I'm sorry. I don't think I can keep up with it, but best of luck to you. He said within two seconds, he said, okay, I was just trying to get to know you, but yeah, like good luck out there. And like, you know, some of my friends were like, oh, no, not all. That's not normal behavior. That's not behavior I would do to someone that I just met. And frankly, he obviously is not going to take this feedback and be like, oh, maybe I should slow it down in the beginning. He will just be like, oh, all girls are bitches and run away and do the same thing and not have, and have the same results. So like, no, not all. That's not something I would do to someone. That's not normal. Like, it's like very hard to find the balance between like overkill and underkill. Yeah. And I I mean, it's a little bit silly to make you know, you have to be grateful for him uh, texting you all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you shouldn't feel bad because you didn't want him, you know, to be coming on so strong in the beginning. I think we've talked about this before, but the most attractive people, and this includes women, are people who have their own lives and, you know, you are not their life. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And tune in next week for another episode. Going down in the DMs. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.